content provided by the people. Right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, December 29th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. There's a new contender for Camdenton School Board as Jacob Noosh joins the race. Noosh is currently chairman of the Camden County Planning and Zoning Board. In a letter to the editor on Lake Expo, he stressed his background in finance and business as qualifications to help Camdenton schools improve financial oversight and transparency if he was elected. A local advocacy group is hoping to help Missouri voters legalize marijuana for adult use with a 2022 ballot initiative. Legal Missouri 2022 has announced they are building their base of volunteers while ramping up their collection of petition signatures across the state. The proposed constitutional amendment would allow Missourians ages 21 and older to possess, consume, purchase, and cultivate marijuana. A 6% retail sales tax would generate estimated annual state revenues of at least $40 million and additional local government revenues of at least $13 million. The Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption Association has reunited a family this holiday season. Three children being placed in foster care and might have been split up had the Foster Care Association not stepped in and found their father in Nevada. After six months of paperwork from the state, the association went above and beyond and paid for the plane ride for the children and shipped their belongings to Nevada. It was a joyous reunion for all involved. Thank you, Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption Association, for all the good you do. Get more Lake of the Ozarks news at lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this New Year's Week Wednesday. We've got some college hoops on the slate tonight. Six and six, Mizzou opens SEC play on the road at 21st rank Kentucky. The Wildcats, good as usual. It'll be a good test for the Mizzou Tigers who have been up and down so far this season. The uh, MSU Bears have been pretty good this year. They are off until tomorrow when they entertain Evangel. High school basketball tournament action. Camdenton Lakers playing in the blue and gold tournament. The Versailles Tigers playing in the Stover tournament. The Osage Indians and Eldon Mustangs off until next Tuesday. Osage will entertain Camdenton. That's right. The Lakers and the Indians going head-to-head. You can see that game on Lake TV. Eldon is off until next Tuesday. That's when they will play Lebanon. As far as the Chiefs go, man, are they some happy 
happy folks right now. After winning their record sixth straight division title, they crushed Pittsburgh last Sunday, probably their best game of the year. They're just getting better and better as the season goes along. They have wrapped up a playoff spot. Again, they've won the division already, and they will finish out the regular season with their next two games on the road this week at Cincinnati. That's going to be a tough one, and then they close things out at Denver. Now, the uh, Chiefs so far, 7-2 and two in day games, 4-2 and two at night. They're 10-4 and four on grass, 1-0 and oh on turf, 7-2 and two at home this season, 4-2 and two on the road, and remember their last two games are on the road this season. The uh, The Chiefs have scored 421 points. They've given up 306. That means they've outscored their opponents by 115 points so far this season. College football bowl action continues today. Of course, there has been some cancellations, and uh, the Fenway Bowl is not going to be played. It was supposed to be SMU in Virginia today, but again, they've canceled that uh, due to COVID. Pinstripe Bowl, Maryland against Virginia Tech. That's a 115 start. The Cheez-It Bowl, number 19, Clemson against Iowa State. That kicks off at 445. The Alamo Bowl tonight, number 14, Oregon against number 16, Oklahoma. They kick that off at 815. The national semifinals will be played on Friday. Alabama against Cincinnati in one game. Michigan against Georgia in the other game. And the winners of the semifinals supposed to play on January 10th in the national championship game. That could be delayed because of COVID issues, of course. We'll just have to wait and see how all that plays out. Hey, be sure to check out KB on TV. You heard me right. KB's show on Lake TV, What's Burning? Lake TV brings you five local Lake Area shows. you got to check them out. You can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We offer a large selection of home accessories and gifts in several different styles, several different themes from nautical to contemporary to traditional. Our goal is to bring well-priced products into the Lake of the Ozarks that serve your home accessories and gift-giving needs. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to 
thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. Hey, good morning. Thank you for joining us. 808 is our time. You are listening to The Daily Show right here on another beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks as we get ready to uh, wrap up 2021 and usher in 2022. We'll remind you that uh, we have uh, one more show to do after today, and we're taking Friday off. Bill is good about those sorts of things. He makes those executive decisions, pounds on the table a little bit. Yeah, anytime we want a day off, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Gentlemen, I thought we would start this morning with the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, which was uh, something that one of our uh, listeners had requested. And uh, the Pledge of Allegiance made possible this morning through a generous donation from uh, from Steve. I don't know if uh, you're looking at me like a, a like a you know. What do you know that I don't know? A deer in the headlights. <laughs> Who got the donation? I'm sure it's good. <laughs> do we have a recording? I actually am going to do it. Okay. Place your hands can over we, your hearts, please. Sh- should we speak along with it? Uh, you can if you like. Ready? Yes. I pledge pledge allegiance to to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Well done, gentlemen. Thank you. And, Steve, I hope that uh, that puts a little bit of a song in your heart as well, sir. It's going to be another interesting day. We got that rain, and then it cleared out, and then it warmed up to uh, the low to mid-60s. I don't know. If we got all the way up to 65 or not yesterday, it was close. It was beautiful. I don't know what it was, but I was surprised. It was great. I, uh, yeah, it started off real rough. Yes, it did. Yeah. I, and I had work to do outside. Uh-huh. I didn't want it to be that way. You needed your canoe yesterday. <laughs> pretty, pretty near. Pretty near. Uh, they're looking for uh, maybe some showers this morning. A high of around 48, 37 the low tonight uh, with a mostly cloudy sky. Back up to 57 for the high tomorrow with a low of 43. Not as many clouds. As they say, partly cloudy. Now, mostly cloudy on New Year's Eve. 63 the high, the low of 39. Then that cold front will roll through and uh, uh, make your head snap. But that uh, temperature on Saturday, 41, and a low now of 8 above. Woo! And a wintry mix waiting for us on the first day of the new year. Partly cloudy on Sunday, high 28, low 20. Then back up to 48 on Monday with a low of 31. And plenty of sunshine. We are at 36 degrees with clouds in beautiful downtown Camdenton as we broadcast live at the Key Gathering Place on South Business 5. And as always, you're welcome to stop by anytime. One other thing I want to get out of the way here, and then we'll uh, move on with programming this morning, and that is uh, what's going on over there at uh, Bagnell Dam. Lake level this morning now at uh, 659.19, and the river level at 551.58. So you have all the stats you need, some weather, some lake-level information. Make your decisions accordingly and uh, stick with us. Ike Skelton obviously joining us in the house this morning to uh, talk about any number of things. Good morning. Any number of things. Good morning, sir. Good to see you. So uh, I I noticed here, and I don't know if this makes any difference to anyone or not, but uh, an attorney, uh, the uh, Missouri Supreme Court, issues, uh, what do they call it, interim suspension uh, to uh, Lake of the Ozarks attorney. I don't know if you heard about this or not. I saw that on uh, Rick Goo's News. Rick Goo's News. Uh, if that's, great, uh, that's a great... Uh, <laughs> that's a good tagline, isn't catchy, it? <laughs> that's a catchy little title there. Rick Goo's News. Uh, it follows multiple complaints, including failure to 
timely communicate lack of diligence use of methamphetamine. Whoa. Failure to securely store clients' files and failure to safeguard the confidentiality of client information. The court documented five complaints between June and November of 2021. Two of the complaints filed against him were by colleagues claiming his demeanor changed over the past, uh, this past summer. And the attorney we're talking about is Chris Rasmussen. I don't know if anybody... I've heard the name, but I don't know him. But uh, he did not uh, reply to the complaints admitting to using meth over the summer. The complaint also said he claimed his caseload was getting to be too much. It also said his law practice was difficult to manage and it became difficult to make court appearances. That, he said, uh, made judges mad. One, I'm sure. I'm sure. The, I'm sure. Taking, you know, doing some math probably helped sort it out. Come on, dude. One of the uh, complaints was filed by uh, Sonia Fletcher. She hired Rasmussen in January to help her take care of speeding tickets. Huh. I called him and he said, "Yeah, I can definitely help you with that." There were two traffic tickets. He was supposed to help me take care of them. And then through the process, he seemed okay for the first uh, few months, said Fletcher. One of the tickets was taken care of, and the other was not. She said things eventually got worse. I wasn't uh, able to reach him at his law firm for quite a few months. Finally, one day, the law firm told me he no longer works here. Wow. Due to the uh, second ticket not being taken care of, a warrant was issued for her arrest. I had a warrant from uh, the span of July to November because nobody showed up for this uh, court day that uh, I didn't even know about. So I told him, hey, could you get that taken care of for me? And he said, yes, absolutely. I will work on it tomorrow. That was the last time I spoke to him. Luckily, she was able to get the ticket taken care of and uh, was not arrested. Fletcher says she feels uh, she's given Rasmussen uh, lots of chances. That's why uh, she filed the complaint. What does it mean to have your speeding ticket ticket taken care of? Oh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't have many tickets. I don't. I, get I've tickets. only had one in my life. Well, let me tell you. Yeah, you, okay. have, you, you have knowledge of this. So I do have knowledge. <laughs> of this. So let's say, for instance, uh, <clears throat> you get too many speeding tickets. You know what happens to your insurance rate, right? Sure. So and points off your driver's license, right? So here's what you do, and this is the fallacy of the system once again. As long as you pay an attorney enough money, and the attorney gets with the prosecuting or city attorney, and they're willing to take enough money, you can then get it reduced to a non-moving violation. And when it's a non-moving violation, you don't get points off your license, and you don't get a nasty gram sent to your insurance agent. Now, this, this happened to me. I've only had one speeding ticket in my life. Wow. Well, that's not quite true. You just haven't been but, caught. But only one that counted. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I went to Lynn Creek, which is where the court was, and I just Were appeared. you an alderman at the time? Did you use your aldermanic <laughs> influence? You, you always brag about being an alderman in Lynn no, Creek. This is how I got to be an alderman. <laughs> but, but, okay. I, but all I did is I appeared in court, yeah. and I uh, told the judge I was willing to pay the fine, yeah. and they just turned it into a non-moving violation just like that. Is that right? It didn't take, didn't an, take, a lawyer. It didn't take an attorney or anything. They just want the money. 
Well, well they, sure. They don't get right need, down to it. That's about it. They don't need. You don't have to hire an attorney to champion your position. It oh, took twenty listen, minutes. I will have to say though, Mister Lynn Creek, there was a bad accident coming in this morning, and that's a bad place to speed through Lynn Creek. I slow. I, I'll admit, I, I've got a heavy foot. I got places to be and, I and, do too, and time to get yeah. there. A little time to get there, <laughs> but when I go through Lynn Creek. I, I kick her back down to. There's you know, a lot of places you actually where people obey just, the speed limit. There's <laughs> people that just randomly pull out without even paying attention. Yeah, I mean, and that, and it's all over the place. You got yeah. B road, you got A road, yeah. you got all those different roads, and then of course uh, there's that. Uh, well, they have all those subdivision weird... and everything that's right there where people just yeah, kind of pull out. The, this yeah, where you know they they got to run up to Walmart yeah, real yeah, quick, right. and they take they, they yep. take their old sweet time pull. Yep. They pull out, and then they. You're going to pull out, and you got people you coming. you got to go. you got to go, you got to go. That's right. And the passing lane is not a driving lane. No, no you're right. You're right. Well, yeah. I, I kind of have a beef about that, because when I'm coming, when I used to live in Lynn Creek, <coughs> and I you're coming from Camdenton, from Walmart, basically, down to Lynn Creek, you have to go in the speeding lane in order to turn left into Lynn Creek. Well... So you're you're trying to obey the speed limit there, and everybody wants to go 65. What is the speeding lane? Do you mean the passing lane? The passing lane. Okay. Yeah, you have to move into the left lane in order to turn left. Correct. It's obvious, and you're going sure. downhill, yes. and everybody's coming out of Camdenton, and <coughs> they're flooring speed. it. Sure. So they want to do 70 through this 55, and you're trying to slow down to make a left turn, and they're acting like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, duh. That's a good point. <laughs> because you can't cut all the way across anymore, so when you come off of A Road, and you head like you're going towards Osage Beach, which would be east. You have to go from that That's lane, which is all the, way across. the acceleration <coughs> yeah. lane, yep. and then the, the driving lane, and then the passing lane, and get over. And, and yep. you're right. That's very difficult sometimes. Yeah. And I, you see all kinds of creative driving when you go through there. <laughs> yes, you do. Yep. You, but you know that also. Uh, and, and you try doing it with a Prius. <laughs> on top of it, you know, you can't get across I had, there. I think if you had a Tesla, you'd have all that torque, and you'd just get uh, right yeah, across there, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, another thing about that, which is rather interesting, is when people do go to make the J-turn, and they're headed back towards Camdenton, they need to use the full acceleration lane to get up to speed. I'm sorry. But when I'm doing 60-something... And uh, then I back down to 55. Of course I do. Yeah. But well, it's I, it's still 60 through there, I believe. Yeah. And then somebody yeah. comes around and wants to get over. Number one, they don't put their directional on. And number two, they're doing 35 or 40 and come right in front of a vehicle that's doing 55 or 60. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's the it's the one I'm thinking of. But that uh, acceleration lane, you call it. Is also a that's left what, turn. That's what it's also a left. It's also a left turn lane yeah. coming up ahead. Right. So you're trying to accelerate in the acceleration lane while this other guy is in the uh, left lane of the trying highway to, behind yeah. you, trying to get in front of you or behind you. So well, if yeah. you in slow down, case, for, yeah. if you slow down for him, then you're down to 35 trying to get over. Yeah. Onto and, the, and, it's a messed up situation. And, and there's a yield sign there, so who has to yield? Yeah. You see, so yeah, it's it's. It is, but I hear you, my friend. If you're going to get out there, you got to go. You got to go. <coughs> passing lane is for passing. Is there, there's a guy around that lives around here somewhere. I've seen it on his truck, across the top. Do the speed limit. Uh, whatever is, you know, he yeah. says something about the passing lane across oh. the top of the window. Oh. And I, I've, I've seen it once, and I was like, amen, brother. And, and I don't know if he catches any flack for that, like having a Trump sticker on your vehicle, you know. <laughs> I think Some so. people will see a Trump sticker, and they'll go, 
go bonkers and then want to destroy yeah. your vehicle. I think he's also got something on there that says do the speed limit, and it's backwards so that when you look in your rearview mirror, you can see Like ambulance. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly right. Like when you're looking at the ambulance, it looks like it's, it, it's spelled yeah. backwards. Yeah, yeah, Or it's yeah, spelled yeah. in reverse, so but you when you look, look at it in the rearview mirror, absolutely. Yeah. Can I, so can we do another another traffic pet peeve here? Can sure. We, can we go ahead and yeah. do it. Traffic uh, pet peeve right. bike. <laughs> this is Tuesday. Yeah, tra- traffic pet peeve Wednesday. So, all right, so here's another one. Here's another one, folks. Let's so go. all the police we, out there, you're looking for a truck that says skeleton lock and key on it. <laughs> no, look at folks. You've got to pay attention to the road signs. But you, it's skeleton key and lock. Yeah, it's skeleton key and lock. So you really got to pay attention to the road signs, all right? So when you get off at a lot of these intersections, and the one I'm thinking of is at Passover Road and uh, right there at KK. So if you're if you are heading eastbound and you get off at KK, but you want to go on over to the parkway, there is a sign there that says stay in your lane and keep moving. It's not a yield sign. Uh-huh. It's stay in your lane and keep moving. People continuously will pull up to there and stop like it's a yield. It's not even a yield. It's like they stop there to see if anybody's coming. You don't have to do that. <laughs> oh, you mean where you turn right? Yes, where you're making a right Yeah, now my wife always, well, I shouldn't say this. That probably not an open air. She, She's not listening, well, is she? Is but she you know, this is you're, great I know you're, this, is, <laughs> this is about the second or third time this week we've had a man say something about his wife and then... Yeah, I'm learning from Dave Maupin. There's there's uh, limits to you this. Did, you did learn very Anyhow, quickly, you're, su- you're supposed to keep going when you turn right. That's the last time nice. I was told to do that, a, a guy came up KK and tried to get in the same lane I was in. Well, now he and was we wrong. All, he was wrong. He but, was wrong. But if you're if you driving, hit, if you're driving matter, right? defensively, you yes. have to pause there and make sure some nut isn't trying to get in your lane. I, uh, well, that is smart. Dr- defensive driving is intelligent. But still. That is a go. Just go. It's okay. Stay in your lane. Just go defensively. Go. <laughs> there you go. All right. I'm done. <laughs> wow. There you go. Anybody sees that guy. I think I feel better, too. Well, that's the whole point of this. <laughs> it's it's not only to you know get the point across. It's to make you feel better. That's right. Because that's the world we live in now. It's all yeah, about reducing stress and yeah. making everybody feel warm yeah, and fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do here. That's that's, right, that's, that's right. what radio is all about. Good radio. Yeah. Speaking of which, I understand uh, if you want to find uh, Ike Skelton on the radio anymore, this is the station you need to tune into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 about right. That's about so uh, Ike every Wednesday. So all those people that are looking for him. And you folks listening know where he is. Make sure you tell those folks to tune in, not just Wednesdays, but every day, because we got a lot of interesting guests and a lot of interesting topics that we talk about here. You, you know, you guys do. I wish that uh, I had, you know, I, 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 I'm in and out of my truck so much, and I can't be at the computer all the time. And if I if I had it on my phone in my head, I couldn't get phone calls. But I, I enjoy listening every opportunity I get. Love Dave mopping on and, and uh, others that you have, the other guests, you know, and it's great. I wish I would have been able to listen to Bev Allen yesterday. She's, uh, uh, she's something else fantastic. Bev is, yeah, she's, uh, they're on the ball with that group. Concerned I'm telling you women. what, that woman works hard yeah. every single day at protecting your liberty in every manner way you can think of. Concerned Women for America of Missouri. Or is it for America of Missouri? That's what I just said. Everybody That's says right. it wrong until she tells you how it is. Yeah, sometimes I'm tempted <laughs> to say concerned women of America. It's but for it's America. for America. Of Missouri. It's, it's yeah, for America of Missouri. A positive message. That's exactly yeah. right. Concerned Women for America of Missouri. So I was right. There you go. All yeah. right. 
I, because I have the notes that uh, Janet Dabb sent to me. You have to be right. I, You're the host. Well, you have to be. Right don't put here. that kind of pressure on me, buddy. <laughs> no, sorry, Bob. No, sorry. Eight twenty-four is our time, by the way, and uh, it looks like, as I was reading this story earlier this morning about this uh, this whole deal with um, the Let's Go Brandon. We talked a little bit about this show. I read the yes, read so, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, this is from the American Thinker. Um, let's go. Brandon is much more than a cheesy nickname for Biden. In a recent uh, Salon article, Matthew Rosa attempted to fold Let's Go Brandon into the long history of insulting presidential nicknames. Aside from uh, telling the risable falsehood that NBC's uh, Kelly Stavist mistook a quite clear chant of... You know what? Uh-huh. <coughs> uh-huh. Rosa would uh, would have us believe that this is just another derogatory insult directed solely at the president, irrespective of what he stood for. That seriously unders, uh, underestimates, it says, the broad reach of that slogan born from a desperately unhappy year of for Americans. In fact, let's go Brandon and I, uh, are, are, and its predecessor chant, Uh, are directed uh, to the core of uh, D.C.'s central control of most everything that's gone wrong since January 20th, 2021. Inflation, regulation, taxes, debt, government policy, failure, COVID mandates, wide-open borders, abortion, the botched Afghanistan withdrawal, critical race theory, trans-gay this and that, and all the uh, assaults on America, both large and small. It's America's response to... uh, pervasive dc control and i think a lot of people would agree with that i i really do i think i think that's true too i think that it's it's uh you know joe biden is the is the you know the figurehead uh but it's all that he stands for and all that those right behind him uh kamala harris nancy pelosi uh chuck schumer all of those that and the things that they stand for and the fact that you know we've talked about this a lot they used to really not tell you what they had intended on doing. Everything was really secretive. They were trying to do it incrementally. Now they're putting this stuff on steroids and they're just throwing it right out in front of you um, because I think they realize that a lot of their time is about up. Uh, people are starting to figure out you know, what's happening. The frog is getting boiled and, and we're starting to feel it. And uh, we're about ready to jump out of the pot, I hope. Uh, so, And I was reading that. I've read that too. And I also saw... Um, I guess somebody over at MSNBC or one of the, or CNN, uh, actually one of their commentators actually tried to say that that it had nothing to do with anything that the American Thinker, as you just read there, mm-hmm. but it all has to do with it is a a battle chant and a a uh, uh, kind of a rallying cry for all of the January sixth quote insurrectionists. <laughs> now, uh, you know these people, they're liars. They're 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 phonies. They they try to twist everything that is in the reality uh, to something totally against the reality, and and f- trying to get it to face in their direction. And and I think that's part of why you're getting these chants and and this sort of uh, uh, dissension because you know these outfits are not telling the doggone truth, and they're not reporting on how the American people are really feeling about things. Wasn't the original event at a college football? Game? No, the original thing was at a NASCAR, a NASCAR, a NASCAR race. NASCAR now, race. they okay. might have said something like that at a college, but yeah. it didn't well, become a deal until... Now, they were uh, <clears throat> they were playing, and I can't remember where I saw it, 
But there were numerous colleges over mm-hmm. this last college football season where that chant would get started, the first one. Okay. And it, it, as it, you it, mentioned then, it was at a NASCAR event where it right. got the turned reporter into the, was interviewing the winner of the race. It was uh, the... Uh, the it was, I guess it was the Xfinity series, yes, mm-hmm. and which is a, they normally race on Saturday, and then uh, the other group races on Sunday. But they were chanting, and then this person was put on the spot, and so she said, "Sounds like they're saying, let's go, Brandon." Yeah, <laughs> so his name was Brandon <laughs> yeah. something, whoever the winner was. Yeah. yeah, so so you're right; it did yeah. start in that. But it's the, kind of, kind the, of the mov- modern equivalent of the wave. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> but the "let's go, Brandon" part didn't get tagged. Yeah, you're until, right. It until was NASCAR. Then. Yeah, at the NASCAR. I'm just saying it wasn't entirely a no, conservative yeah, no. thing. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I would agree. I with think that. it was pretty did, universal. Did, did Donald Trump get blamed for that? By the way, <laughs> more than likely, did he get blamed? For that, he, very possibly, he probably yeah. went to one of these colleges and slipped each one of the kids a hundred bucks <laughs> if they'd say, you know, on the back of it, chant, chant this. They, they, yeah, <laughs> they were given they were given a hundred dollars yeah. with a with, with a little uh, slogan on the back of it yeah, or something. Yeah, it, when when the game starts to you know maybe hit a lull, start chanting, you know, this. Yeah, right. And I, I, you know, I, I do think it is a rallying cry for people that are just fed up with this guy and his administration and the way this country's gone. And that again, here the first opportunity they get, what do they do? They start, uh, you know, kicking out the uh, kicking out the money. Let's give everybody money. Let's give everybody yeah. money. Everybody gets money. That's the way. We'll pay them off, you know, and then they won't notice all the other crap that we're doing. Until you realize that the $15 an hour you were trying to champion for, uh, you know, a minimum wage is now virtually worthless because you've printed so much doggone money that the inflation is so high that that $15 an hour might as well be $8 an hour because there ain't a whole lot of difference, you know, and, and they've really... Uh, really messed up this country in a lot of different ways here in these just these last. And it's only been a year. It's only yeah, we got three more to go. Yeah, three more to go. But well, look, I, I think his days are numbered. Quite frankly, I, I don't think he'll be. And this is my personal opinion. I just don't think he will be there at the end. He will not cross the finish line after four years. There's going to be somebody else that gets in there. Well, I don't think I don't think he wants to run after the first four. Yeah, I don't think that's his intent. No. I don't. I don't know that he'll make the whole four. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Okay. I apologize. I don't think he won't. He won't be there at the finish line. I think that's right. I don't know how much longer he's got. But then look. Will at, they replace Harris before then? She's just. Why would a, you? She's re- worse. That's my point. Why would you? How do you replace a vice president? Uh, by declaring her incompetent. Or oh. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna take some time to think this one over, ladies and gentlemen. We've got uh, news at the bottom of the hour with Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source, and the one and only Chris Schneider from Lake TV covering sports. Here it is for you now on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo news cut for Wednesday, December 29th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. There's a new contender for Camdenton School Board as Jacob Noosh joins the race. Noosh is currently chairman of the Camden County Planning and Zoning Board. In a letter to the editor on Lake Expo, he stressed his background in finance and business as qualifications to help Camdenton schools improve financial oversight and transparency if he was elected. 
A local advocacy group is hoping to help Missouri voters legalize marijuana for adult use with a 2022 ballot initiative. Legal Missouri 2022 has announced they are building their base of volunteers while ramping up their collection of petition signatures across the state. The proposed constitutional amendment would allow Missourians ages 21 and older to possess, consume, purchase, and cultivate marijuana. A 6% retail sales tax would generate estimated annual state revenues of at least $40 million and additional local government revenues of at least $13 million. The Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption Association has reunited a family this holiday season. Three children being placed in foster care and might have been split up had the Foster Care Association not stepped in and found their father in Nevada. After six months of paperwork from the state, the association went above and beyond and paid for the plane ride for the children and shipped their belongings to Nevada. It was a joyous reunion for all involved. Thank you, Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption Association, for all the good you do. Get more Lake of the Ozarks news at lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this New Year's Week Wednesday. We've got some college hoops on the slate tonight. 6-6 six and six, Mizzou opens SEC play on the road at 21st-ranked Kentucky. The Wildcats, good as usual. It'll be a good test for the Mizzou Tigers who have been up and down so far this season. The uh, MSU Bears have been pretty good this year. They are off until tomorrow when they entertain Evangel. High school basketball tournament action. Camdenton Lakers playing in the blue and gold tournament. The Versailles Tigers playing in the Stover tournament. The Osage Indians and Eldon Mustangs off until next Tuesday. Osage will entertain Camdenton. That's right. The Lakers and the Indians going head-to-head. You can see that game on Lake TV. Eldon is off until next Tuesday. That's when they will play Lebanon. As far as the Chiefs go, man, are they some happy folks right now after winning their record sixth straight division title they crushed Pittsburgh last Sunday probably their best game of the year they're just getting better and better as the season goes along they have wrapped up a playoff spot again they've won the division already and they will finish out the regular season with their next two games on the road this week at Cincinnati that's going to be a tough one and then they close things out at Denver now the uh, Chiefs so far seven Seven and two in day games, four and two at night. They're ten and four on grass, one and zero oh on turf. Seven and two at home this season. 
four and two on the road, and remember their last two games are on the road this season. The uh, the Chiefs have scored 421 points. They've given up 306. That means they've outscored their opponents by 115 points so far this season. College football bowl action continues today. Of course, there has been some cancellations, and uh, the Fenway Bowl is not going to be played. It was supposed to be SMU in Virginia today, but again, they've canceled that uh, due to COVID. Pinstripe Bowl, Maryland against Virginia Tech. That's a 115 start. The Cheez-It Bowl, number 19, Clemson against Iowa State. That kicks off at 445. The Alamo Bowl tonight, number 14, Oregon against number 16, Oklahoma. They kick that off at 815. The national semifinals will be played on Friday. Alabama against Cincinnati in one game. Michigan against Georgia in the other game. And the winners of the semifinals supposed to play on January 10th in the national championship game that could be delayed because of COVID issues of course we'll just have to wait and see how all that plays out hey be sure to check out KB on TV you heard me right KB show on Lake TV what's burning Lake TV brings you five local Lake area shows you got to check them out you can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick and streaming live 24-7 at mylaketv.com I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV Sports Update for this Wednesday. Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hudson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niangua River in Roach, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com. Share your thoughts, ideas, and skills maybe even a talent on the lakes community radio station 89.3 the key 838 my friends and we thank you so much for uh, taking some time to join us here this morning always a uh, great time when we uh, get ike skelton in the room with us as well and we'd like to have you in the room maybe uh, sometime in the near future broadcasting live from the key gathering place on south business five in camdenton where at this uh, particular juncture, it is 36 degrees, looking for a high today of 48, maybe some uh, rain, and then becoming a steady rain, as they say, this afternoon. More or less a pain in the, uh, you know, uh, 48 for the high, 37 the low with some clouds, and then for tomorrow, we'll jump up to 57 for the high, low 43 and apparently cloudy sky, 63 on New Year's Eve with a low 39 and a mostly cloudy sky, then old Mother Nature says it's time to get your attention again. On the first day of the new year, 41 the high, 8 above for the overnight low and a wintry mix. 28 on Sunday with a low of 20 and a partly cloudy sky. And then on Monday, 48 for the high, a low 31 and plenty of sunshine. If you have any uh, outdoor pets, you know, pets that normally stay outdoors year-round, and there are people that do it, 
take a little time to make sure they're uh, nice and comfortable. Sometimes people put a, a little bulb in the, the doghouse or maybe some uh, hay or what have you, straw, whatever you need there. So just take the time to uh, take care of your pets and make sure that they are looked after, especially when we're uh, getting into the cold stretch like we are. And then there are even those times when maybe you could possibly bring them in the house. You never know. Let's uh, take a look quickly again. Lake level uh, 4, uh, this uh, 9 o'clock, uh, I'm sorry, still the 8 o'clock hour at 659.19 and the river level at 551.58. Ike Skelton joining us here and um, 48 degrees and rain. Uh, yeah. I remember being on guard duty. There's nothing worse than like 35 degrees, 40 degrees, and rain. Now, obviously, Arctic temperatures are bad, but you're usually dressed kind of for that. Uh-huh. But when you're out on guard duty and it's 35 degrees and raining, I would rather it have been like 15 degrees and snowing. Well, you it's, had your poncho on, didn't you? Oh, man, come on now. Come on. You, you ever wore <laughs> not So there's two things that happen. One, if you've got the nice heavy ones that actually keep the rain off of you, Mm -hmm. you sweat on the inside. So now you're wet on the inside. Oh, nice. And if you have those real thin camouflaged ones, they shed water for like a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. And then after that, you're wet. So you might as well not even have it. But yeah, so just FYI. (laughs) And those leather boots don't, I mean, they're, 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 if you keep enough polish on them, they'll shed water for a while, but. It doesn't take long, and, and, and it's it's just miserable guard duty and 35 degrees and rain. It's just, uh, ugh. anyhow. <laughs> 8.41, yeah. uh, we have, uh, we, we talked a little bit about the uh, the Let's Go Brandon movement and uh, whether or not, you know, it, it's sending a clear and uh, distinct message to uh, folks in Washington, D.C. I would imagine it is. I mean, you know. And I wonder how many places Biden goes now, and and not just within the United States, but globally, where he'll hear that, you know? Wasn't he on some some Zoom call or or something where a parent parent or something said, let's go Brandon afterwards, and Joe Biden actually, yeah, let's go Brandon. (laughs) He actually went along with it. It's like he doesn't know what it means. And that's a shame. (laughs) That's a shame. It is. It is. you're talking about, uh, one of the leaders of the free world and, and possibly the highest ranking leader as he's looked to, uh, and, and most U.S. presidents are, sure. uh, as the, the top leader in the free world, and people are making fun of him, and he's just too inept to even pick up on it, and, and he goes along with it. Yeah. And, you know... It, it, is, it's, it is sad. I, I agree with you, because America... Uh, shouldn't have its stature for its strength and power and those things, although to a lot of countries around the world, that's why we do have our stature. But we we stand for something so much different, and that is an individual liberty and freedom. And, you know, when there's a disaster around the world, you ever see those uh, bags of, of whatever grain or whatever they're given to folks? It all says U.S. aid. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's all from America. We're the first ones that they all come to for help. And... You can, you can decry the capitalist system and talk about how fair, unfair it is, and it is in this country, because we, we've gone from capitalism to mercantilism, and we've had that problem since the dawn of this nation and even before. Uh, but uh, still, that type of method of, of economics has brought more people out of poverty around the world, not just in our own nation, than any other system that has ever been devised since the dawn of man. So, uh, you know, it, it is sad that our 
And I'm going to call him a leader because he should be listening instead of leading. Uh, maybe the executive branch is more of a leader than, than the Senate and the House. I'll, I'll give you that. But it is very sad that this is the figurehead there. Uh, you know, and we, we are, I want to support our president. I truly do. But I can't. I can't support this guy. And I can't support the woman behind him and the one behind that. I can't support their ideology. I can't support their methods. I can't support what they're doing. And I can't, if, if, you know, usually when a president goes overseas, you know, you should be behind him and not like what, what a foreign leader says about your president or what have you. But this guy, this administration, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't. I have no, um, I have no respect for them, period. And also a guy who's <clears throat> utilized his political, uh, power, if you will. All of his life. And and not only, you know, him, but his son. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, this guy's running fast and loose. And, and, and what is being done about it? Well, you know, if it was Trump's son, it would be oh, all over good. the all over the news. Oh. And, uh, and, and they'd be forming committees and, and want to hold hearings and everything else. But Hunter Biden seems to just slip through like a greased pig. You know it's, what I mean? It's like the the world's greatest la- money laundering machine, and it's right there in front of you. Yeah. And it was mapped out by several different people. I I hope Bull Durham is mapping it out, <laughs> and I hope the I hope there's a train wreck coming for Joe Biden, Joe Biden, and and Hunter Biden. I truly do. Yeah. They deserve it. They deserve it. Well, we were sorry to hear that uh, he. Uh, he had to return to Delaware for the 31st time since taking office on Monday as the surging Omicron variant dashed his plans for a post-Christmas vacation to Puerto Rico. And uh, he's got, I guess he's just going to stay at home for a while and hang out with his wife and their new first puppy, Commander. That, that'll be a, that, that's big. That's big news, everybody. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the big news. He didn't uh, get to go to Puerto Rico. Uh, he but he got a puppy. Down. Yeah, he but he got a puppy. It's a consolation prize. Yeah. <laughs> Did he saved it or something? He, I, of oh, I, I, that that would fit the narrative. That would fit the narrative. Yeah. Did he maybe save it tripping up some stairs or something? I don't know. Or maybe I don't know. Wow! Uh, <laughs> come on, guys. Jeez. Well, here and and here is another great aspect of what we're facing with uh, the whole COVID situation and the fact that. There is, you know, there is no federal solution. There is absolutely no federal solution to what we're talking about here. Imagine that. And uh, so the governor of South Dakota, yeah. Christy Noem, uh, called on President Joe Biden to rescind all federal COVID-19 mandates after uh, he said on Monday that there is, no, uh, she said rather, that there is no federal solution to the pandemic. It says he but I think it was maybe she. Uh, no, ac- actually, he actually he, he, said he accidentally that? said it in a press conference. Yeah, Biden said it. There is no. Yeah. After a year, we finally agree at uh, POTUS, President of the United States, the federal government isn't the solution. That's why, from the start, South Dakota took a different approach by trusting our citizens to be responsible and make the right decisions for themselves and their families. Now, rescind all the federal mandates, Noam tweeted on Tuesday. So I think, again, we have an instance where Biden slips up, and, and, and these things are just... Tells the truth. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. There's no, there's no uh, federal solution to the pandemic. And then you've got the governor of South Dakota coming out and saying, well, then, you know, just get rid of it all. Exactly. People are... That, this is the problem, man. And, and, and it gets worse and worse because 
down at the border, as people are coming into the country illegally, if they get caught, they're not being tested. They don't have any mask mandates. They, they, they just really don't have anything in place for all these people coming over. Nope. And they've never had anything in place, you know. Uh, maybe they, they do a little bit of testing on them. They take, but what is it really going to amount to? You know, I don't want to change the subject a little bit here, but the COVID testing, why are we testing so much? Because do they have an antidote? Do they have, do they even, at first, they didn't even do anything for you. They sent you back home. No, what they're doing is testing you, and if, if you have it, then they're shutting you down. There you go. See, you, it's you need for to be the con- in quarantine for two weeks. That's you need to, you know, take off work. You know, it, it, it'll it'll all work out. And, and just follow what we say. And, and we put Anthony Anthony Fauci at the head of the table. You know, talking to us about all the things that we need to do and how we need to do it. And then he changes it up the next week or the next month. And every positive case that they can rack up is another excuse that you got to go get that shot. That is not a vaccine, but a shot. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so the border, man, that's, uh, golly, what I, I was reading that, uh, uh, there is now more, uh, illegals have come across the border than the population of some major U.S. cities. Hmm. That's millions already yeah. in a year. In less than a year. How do you? Well, jeez. Ah, then they both, uh, I guess it was uh, Harris and Biden, both say, no, now stop coming, stop, don't don't come here, now don't stop, stop. Yeah. If you really wanted to stop them, there's ways to stop people from doing something. Donald Trump did. Uh, there's all this stuff that they purchased in uh, during his, uh, uh, during his uh, you know, run as president that's just sitting there that they could very easily, and, and then Bill mentioned uh, the other day that uh, there's people down in Texas that are that are doing that, that they're trying to establish some sort of a wall to keep people out. Yeah. Because here's the problem, folks. Not all of these people are coming to the country to uh, to seek the American dream. There are a lot of people that are coming uh, into this country with an ulterior motive, drugs, gangs, what have you. And as they come into the United States on certain people's property, they do a lot of things that they shouldn't be doing. They steal from them. Uh, there have been instances of rape. There have been instances of murder. Uh, there have been instances of, uh, you know, a uh, little back and forth. Uh, these people are, you know, most of them, I guess, don't really have a whole lot of money, so they grab whatever they can, maybe try to sell it, pawn it, if they're not bringing drugs into the country or smuggling people into the country. And I wonder, even those that are, and, and I, I'm not to disparage anybody that wants to come to this country and make a lot better life for their family. Don't get me wrong. But what is that better life? Is it just making the money or is it to become an American and participate in the liberty and freedom that is or was America? Because that's where the American dream happens is through that liberty and that freedom and small government sort of stuff. It's not... It's not what they're used to in their other country, whatever it might be, because they don't have that liberty and freedom there. That's why they cannot prosper in those other countries unless they wind up being part of the corrupt government. So uh, if you're coming here and, and you want to be a part of the American dream, then then be a full part of that American dream, not just the financial aspect of it, you know. I It, 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 it always baffles me how uh we're all treated so differently you know if you're going to do something do it across the board yeah especially with the way that they're handling people and then you know you heard that a lot of flights were, have been canceled because of uh i guess the various 
carriers, uh, their staffs have been coming up positive for COVID, right? Yeah. So they don't have enough pilots, enough uh, sure, flight attendants. Point, yeah. And they're still, however, managing to bring kids into the country. Uh, these kids that uh, are showing up in cities like Philadelphia, um, New York, down in Florida, where these uh, planes come in loaded with kids wow. that then I guess are, I don't know if they're sponsored or how it works, but uh, they always seem to have enough pilots and flight attendants for these people and uh, not for people who, you know, I, you go on Christmas vacation, you get there, you have a great time, you're coming back, then you get held up in the airport for uh, hours, maybe days. I mean, they were interviewing people on the news this morning that uh, had been sitting in airports for hours upon hours upon days. You know what I mean? Because they can't get the plane off the ground because there's nobody to fly it or no flight attendants to be a part of it all. Yeah, but we always always manage to have what we need when the government wants it. I wonder what's coming to Missouri. I wonder what's coming to Missouri. Uh, Word has it there is something close in Camden County, and we're going, we're, uh, I got a call last night. There's some folks that are going to start looking at it and see what's going on. Um, They're building some buildings. Uh, that maybe there will be some illegals coming here in some capacity. So we're going to find out exactly what that's all about. Well, and, and we have to consider not just illegal people that are coming into the country, but the refugees that they're bringing in from all over the world as well. And and we don't really, you know, we're, what we're not looking at here now, because you see all these people coming into the country, and, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that feel bad for them. And, you know, you're bringing little kids in, and, you know, you see the little kids being dropped over on the other yeah. side of the fence, yeah. what have you. What we're not considering here, and and I think the most important part, is what it is doing to our economy, the stress and strain that it puts on our economy. And and I we'll have to get Frosty Wildrich back on the program to talk about it some more. Frosty has done so much in the way of research, and and he's got he's got a new book out too, that really kind of describes the whole process. And he he's one of these guys that's not. Uh, not mainstream media no. material. You know no. what I mean? They no. won't touch him with a ten foot pole. No, he tells you the truth. Yeah, he does his research. And and, and the fact that uh, the fact that this is just putting such a stress and strain on an economy that's already stressed and strained out almost to the max. And that's by design. That's the Cloward and Piven strategy. Yeah, it's, it's they're doing it on. That's the, you know, and and. <clears throat> Herb had brought this up several times before, and, and, and I agree with him. And I think that's their, you know, everybody said that they want these folks in here because they're going to vote Democrat. Well, how do you really know how they're going to vote? You can speculate, but you don't know that. And so let's say maybe even half of them vote Democrat, and the other half maybe decide to not vote at all. Or You know, I don't know, but I don't think that's the real purpose. I think the real purpose is to help collapse the system. You get enough people in here to help collapse the economy, then they can build it back to the way they want it to be, you see, if they're, especially if they're in charge. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to do it real soon because I think that they're going to, in, uh, in November 2022, I think they're going to lose the control of the House and I hope they don't have really control, well, they do have control of the Senate, but just by one person, you know, a 50-50 split. But I think they're going to lose that control in both houses. Uh, they'll obviously hold on to the presidency until 24. Uh, but once uh, they don't have the House and or the Senate anymore, you know, you can ball it up like they did during the Obama administration and just nothing moves but spending. And, and they're, all, they're all happy to spend as much as they can possibly spend, is, it is seems the, like. Is the Speaker of the House third in line for president? Yes, so what does that mean if the Speaker of the House is a Republican? Well, they're, they would be in line for the presidency. Mm. 
Sure would be. Now, that's why it's set up the way it's set up, you know. That's right. That's right. You got, and you know, you'd take out, you'd have to take out the other two somehow. They'd have to whatever, you know, resign or be whatever. I don't but, think take know. out is the well, uh, I don't the way you want like to describe that. that Ike. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I had a little disclaimer here. I didn't mean it in that way. You know, those with opposing viewpoints are uh, asked to call Ike Skelton directly, <laughs> and not and not in a political sense. Take out. How about oh, that? Yeah, right, in a political you. sense, take out. Take out, kind of like dating or something. Like 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 yeah. food, you know, like <laughs> no, the mandate. You no, know, you we, couldn't go into a restaurant and eat. You had to take out. I think it would just be smart to move on. We understand we understand the definition of behind takeout now. So let's 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 move forward. <laughs> let's not sit here and dwell on it. No, but you, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I just don't think they're going to have control. So they're going to have to do it very soon. But 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 look, you know. It doesn't mean just because uh, we win in 20... These people are evil and methodical. They'll load us up with a big chunk of them this round, and then if a a Donald Trump-esque or whatever takes charge next time and wants to shut down the border again, okay, well, they pumped several million in this time. In four or eight years, there's probably going to be another Democrat in the White House, possibly. Okay, we got to we got to figure that's a very good possibility, um, especially if one of my buddies is right, where they just kind of tag each other and they say, okay, it's red time, red term this time, and and blue team gets it next time, you know. And uh, so the next time a Democrat's in office, well, you open the gates back up again and you flood in a few more million and stress the entire system even more. So and then once you've got your anchors here in the states they can then apply for their family members to come up here especially with all these kids that's what the children were for they're the anchor uh to bring the family members back up here in a legitimate fashion anchor babies well they're just anchors yeah period you know whatever uh so uh they're doing exactly what they want to do and part of that is just flooding the system well you know we have to let these uh, folks know how we feel so it starts right here at home. If we do have what uh, Ike is talking about coming into the area, we need to be well aware of what it is all about. And I guess maybe that is a question because wouldn't your wouldn't your commission be given some sort of uh, a heads up about something like that? Don't know. Would they? Would the governor even knew? No. If if the feds bust in a load of illegals or whoever refugees or or political asylum seekers, would would we know? Would we have to be told? If you're just building something out in the county, um, what kind of building permits do you have to get if you're not within the P and Z zone? No, seriously, no. I mean, you know, what would... kind of building permits? The invisible kind. Yeah, that, that could be <laughs> the kind that don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, I don't know. Does anybody know about it? But we're we're working on finding some things out. So, we'll have to see. Well, you will uh, you will keep us posted on that. I oh, would 100%. hope one hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Closing in on the top of the hour, we're going to keep Ike around for one more hour. And uh, if you'd like to give us a call, share your thoughts with us, uh, 573-633-5395, 573-633-KEYK-5395. So give us a call here and uh, let us know what's on your mind. And, and this is some interesting news that uh, Ike has kind of sprung on us here. And I would imagine there's got to be people that uh, are listening or uh, or, or know someone who might have a little bit more information on this. And I, I think the uh, the best way to look at all of this is not through speculation, but let's get some concrete uh, proof as to what it is we're talking about here and see if we can't maybe uh, get to the bottom of all of this, find out what's going on, and uh, approach those people 
that might be able to do something about it if indeed it is uh, going to become a situation where, you know, and that's just it. Once and, and, and I think it would be interesting to find out not only if what we're talking about is true, but what goes on in other states and are there... Uh, local and state officials even aware of what it is that is going on. Are the feds, they'll come in, they'll buy up some land, or they'll take it. I say buy up. <laughs> they'll take it and uh, and, and then just uh, do whatever they want with it. So, Well, you know, it was interesting that you just brought that up because that's what Ron Calzone was talking about the last time that Missouri put that in law. Property you know, rights. You could just go ahead and, and, and buy that land instead of the legislature having to approve each each and every purchase. Right. It is uh, 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast, and you are listening to Key Radio. Stacy Johnson joining us now with a check of local news from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source, and Chris Schneider with Lake TV covering sports on the key. Content provided by the people right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, December 29th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. There's a new contender for Camdenton School Board as Jacob Noosh joins the race. Noosh is currently chairman of the Camden County Planning and Zoning Board. In a letter to the editor on Lake Expo, he stressed his background in finance and business as qualifications to help Camdenton schools improve financial oversight and transparency if he was elected. A local advocacy group is hoping to help Missouri voters legalize marijuana for adult use with a 2022 ballot initiative. Legal Missouri 2022 has announced they are building their base of volunteers while ramping up their collection of petition signatures across the state. The proposed constitutional amendment would allow Missourians ages 21 and older to possess, consume, purchase, and cultivate marijuana. A 6% retail sales tax would generate estimated annual state revenues of at least $40 million and additional local government revenues of at least $13 million. The Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption Association has reunited a family this holiday season. Three children being placed in foster care and might have been split up had the Foster Care Association not stepped in and found their father in Nevada. After six months of paperwork from the state, the association went above and beyond and paid for the plane ride for the children and shipped their belongings to Nevada. It was a joyous reunion for all involved. Thank you, Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption Association, for all the good you do. Get more Lake of the Ozarks news at lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. (laughs) 
I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this New Year's Week Wednesday. We've got some college hoops on the slate tonight. Six and six, Mizzou opens SEC play on the road at 21st-ranked Kentucky. The Wildcats, good as usual. It'll be a good test for the Mizzou Tigers, who have been up and down so far this season. The uh, MSU Bears have been pretty good this year. They are off until tomorrow when they entertain Evangel. High school basketball tournament action. Camdenton Lakers playing in the blue and gold tournament. The Versailles Tigers playing in the Stover tournament. The Osage Indians and Eldon Mustangs off until next Tuesday. Osage will entertain Camdenton. That's right. The Lakers and the Indians going head-to-head. You can see that game on Lake TV. Eldon is off until next Tuesday. That's when they will play Lebanon. As far as the Chiefs go, man, are they some happy folks right now after winning their record sixth straight division title they crushed Pittsburgh last Sunday probably their best game of the year they're just getting better and better as the season goes along they have wrapped up a playoff spot again they've won the division already and they will finish out the regular season with their next two games on the road this week at Cincinnati that's going to be a tough one and then they close things out at Denver now the uh, Chiefs so far seven and two in day games four and two at night they're ten and four on grass one and oh on turf seven and two at home this season four and two on the road and remember their last two games are on the road this season the uh the chiefs have scored 421 points they've given up 306 that means they've outscored their opponents by 115 points so far this season College football bowl action continues today. Of course, there has been some cancellations, and uh, the Fenway Bowl is not going to be played. It was supposed to be SMU in Virginia today, but again, they've canceled that uh, due to COVID. Pinstripe Bowl, Maryland against Virginia Tech. That's a 115 start. The Cheez-It Bowl, number 19, Clemson against Iowa State. That kicks off at 445. The Alamo Bowl tonight, number 14, Oregon against number 16, Oklahoma. They kick that off at 815. The national semifinals will be played on Friday. Alabama against Cincinnati in one game. Michigan against Georgia in the other game. And the winners of the semifinals supposed to play on January 10th in the national championship game. That could be delayed because of COVID issues, of course. We'll just have to wait and see how all that plays out. Hey, be sure to check out KB on TV. You heard me right. KB's show on Lake TV. What's burning? Lake TV brings you five local Lake Area shows. you got to check them out. You can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We offer a large selection of home accessories and gifts in several different styles, several different themes from nautical to contemporary to traditional. Our goal is to bring well-priced products into the Lake of the Ozarks that serve your home accessories and gift-giving needs. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to 5.30. 
thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. It is 9.08. Welcome back. Hour number two of The Daily Show. Our guest, Ike Skelton, in the studio with us here this morning. Also a reminder, tomorrow we'll talk to Mindy Sales and uh, Danny Ellison, the educated redneck. He will check in as well. Always great to hear from Danny. He's got an interesting slant on uh, just about everything going on in the world today. Holding steady at 36 degrees, looking for a high today of around, well, now they've dropped it uh, from 48. Now they've uh, said the actual high for the day is going to be more uh, around 45 degrees. Uh-oh. Showers uh, early, and those will evolve into a more steady rain for the afternoon. <sighs> 37 the low tonight, cloudy areas of patchy fog. 56 the high tomorrow. With the morning clouds and sunshine by the afternoon, a low of 42. 56 the high, 42 the low for tomorrow. 63 on New Year's Day, 41 the expected high. And here's where it gets interesting. Uh, rain to wintry mix now. So I guess they're anticipating the rain will start once uh, you know the temperature's uh, above freezing. And then as the temperature uh, descends to a low of 7 above, we could get that uh, wintry mix. That means... Rain, sleet, snow, freezing rain, you name it. 27 for the high on Sunday, and uh, how about 48 for the high on Monday? And lots of uh, good stuff to uh, to do when it's cold, like make all of that uh, wonderful comfort food, chicken and dumplings or stews or chili. soups, chili. Need to make a big pot of chili. <sighs> We've got uh, current lake level at uh, Bagnell of 659.18, river level at 551.58, so... There you go, folks. That's uh, the up and down, the in and out of the uh, weather situation here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll enjoy the day and the next two and then get ready for winter. Yeah. A nice little cold blast, but then, then you know, we're back into the 40s and 50s the next week. So. Yeah, that's Missouri, you know. <clears throat> you don't like the way it is, what they always say? Just stick around a few minutes. It will change. Somebody... Uh, I, I, I didn't get to hear the whole thing, but somebody said now they're using this uh, uh, global warming <laughs> to say it has a, uh, I guess it has a negative effect on uh, on the wine industry. <sighs> if you drink wine. Oh, no. So be careful. You mean warming, <laughs> which would maybe give some new growing seasons and temperatures? Maybe you get more fungus on the vines or something. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> That could be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, man, I'll tell you. I, I, I love that sort of thing. <laughs> I certainly do. Every, everything is the fault of global warming, you know. It's so it's easy. Yeah, it's so yeah, easy. Yeah, it is. You blame it on, on that, and then you yeah. kick the can down the road for the sure, next absolutely. bunch. Yeah, absolutely. It's like how we do things anymore. We don't, we don't really give a whole lot of facts. We don't show people the actual facts. We just say, COVID, global warming. Yeah. <sighs> And we leave it at Gun violence. Gun violence. Yes, for your safety, we need to do X. Well, gun violence is, uh, I guess... They're talking about that right now, are they? We're not... And there have been several shootings. I mean, there was the one uh, recently in Colorado. Yes. And uh, they say that the uh, gunman in that particular instance was targeting some of of his victims. And so we don't know if that's... uh, he said they they said he was targeting them, but they didn't give a reason why. You know, like he was targeting a certain group of people, like Racist. people who had uh, blonde hair versus people who had red hair versus people oh. who had no hair. 
I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, they've got to figure out if there's a racial component they can throw Well, in and see, first, that's what I was know. sitting there thinking. That's the first thing that popped in my mind. Yeah. And isn't that a shame? It is, That's man. directly where we go now. Yes, it is. When we that's talk right. about things, mm-hmm. uh, uh, some sort of a, uh, a reason why, well, uh, could it be because of racism? Well, sure. That's that's got to be the basis for everything. Anymore. I'm surprised they haven't already thrown it out there instead of uh, you know doing maybe a little bit of investigating first. It sounds like maybe sure. they'll wait and see what happens. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I we're uh, going to be filming uh, in studio stuff for uh, my show over on Lake TV. What's burning? And uh, one of the guests that we're going to have in studio with us, his name is uh, Nathan Chenoweth. And uh, he is, he's kind of had an interesting life, an interesting story. He, uh, he's pursuing his dream of wanting to be back on uh, the world stage, the world's bodybuilding stage at, uh, at the Mr. Olympia uh, contest, I guess. But the guy's had kind of an interesting journey. Um, he served in the military. And because of, uh, it says here, the damage done to his body while serving my country, he had to have back surgery. So then the guy balloons up to about 400 pounds, Ooh. all right? And I noticed here, he's got, uh, this is some information on this guy that uh, they share with us, and, and, you know, he's got a GoFundMe page and everything. He's trying to get back to uh, back to the stage here. And... Uh, he uh, was put in foster care when he was a young kid at the age of six. Um, had a sister, I guess, that got mixed up in some things that put her down the wrong path in life. He, his brother and his three sisters were all uh, put in foster care. And uh, it, it's an interesting story. I mean, the guy has just really got, you know, he's had a lot of ups and downs in his life. It seems like a few more downs than ups. And... Uh, He's never given up. He earned uh, five silver stars, three bronze stars, and a purple heart. He completed 176 halo jumps with my uh, dog Gunner in tow. Can you imagine jumping out of a plane, but then you've got like you've got the dog strapped to you as well? Shoo! Halo. That's high altitude, low opening. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, along with my uh, my choice weapon of a Barrett 50 caliber, and always a nine millimeter. Uh-huh. Um, he retired as an E6. Staff sergeant. Mm-hmm. Well, no. If he was a SEAL, that was Navy, I wouldn't know what that'd be. I think he was an Army Ranger. Okay, that'd be, that'd be a staff sergeant. Then. But the guy, I mean, uh, he had to go through back surgery, and uh, he uh, put on a lot of weight. But then he turned around, and he went from... Uh, uh, almost 400 pounds, and lost 196 pounds. Phew, that's half of what he was. And so his dream back uh, when he was 16 years old was to uh, be Mr. Olympia. Uh, And so since that time, he has lost all the weight and gotten back in shape, and he wants to get back out there and uh, see if he could become Mr. Olympia. I mean... You see what that guy looks like right there? Right, right. That's what he looks like now. That's now. Mercy. And, yeah, he's Nathan Chenoweth is his name. And so we're going to talk with Nathan today and kind of just get him to tell his story. You know, it sounds like a pretty amazing story. 
you know, like cancer patients who recover from sure, cancer. Absolutely. And, sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, right. And, you know, go on to live long, prosperous lives. I think that's just awesome. That's a good, well, you know, those are good stories those like that. Good to hear about. Story. Well, you hear about people like that that have uh, adapted and overcame, and that's one thing you learn in the military. Uh, I hope a lot of people learn in life that you just have to uh, take what's thrown at you, adapt to it, overcome it, and move on about your business. You Any know? time that you think that your life is just horrible, somebody's got it worse. There's, there's somebody who's got it a lot worse, you know. So, and, and dwelling on things that are negative are obviously just going to keep you down. My dad had an interesting philosophy that, uh, that I learned from him, and, and some of it's good, some of it's bad, but he said, you know, son, he said, uh, if you can, you know, if there's something comes up in your life and you can do something about it, then do it. Fix it, change it, go around it, over it, under it, whatever you have to do to, to deal with that issue. But if it's out of your control... Then don't worry about it. Yeah. Just let it, whatever it is, let it be. You can't, if you can't do anything with it, don't let it eat at you. And that has helped me a lot because, uh, you know, so many people just see something and they worry and they worry and they toil over it and anxiety and this and that. And, and that's doing you no good because if, if you can't control it, then, uh, you know, try not to let it eat you up. Yeah. So often pe- people are consumed about, by the things that they just can't do anything about. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, my uh, our two youngest, Charlie and Bryson, right? And Charlie be like, well, Bryson did this, and Bryson's like, well, Charlie did that. I keep trying to tell him, you're not Charlie, you're not Bryson. Worry about you. Do what you need to do to be right, right. you know, and, and let others be and let them deal with it. And you hope that sinks in at some point. Yeah. Once in a while maybe. it does. A lot of times it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. You're going to try. That's our job is to try he touched me. He he's yeah. he's too close to me. He's staring at me. Yeah, he's yeah right. Golly, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's I would I would have thought by fun. now that my sister would 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 have uh, sought psychiatric help after <laughs> me Did being you, her brother. Were you a tormentor? I was. Uh, yeah. I was a yeah. I was a good. Uh, you were the older. See, I was the youngest of them all. So I was the oldest one. Yeah. And that was she, your job, though. She came in. She was, you know, beautiful little girl with chestnut hair and hazel eyes. And, you know, my dad took one look at her and said, you, he was pointing at me, uh-huh. outside. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, living, you're living outside. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, this is something you talked about the other day. Uh, Missouri could uh, use federal funds to create identification system for homeless students. Uh. Um, nearly $13 million in federal funds to aid students experiencing homelessness has been earmarked for Missouri, which the state's education officials plan to use to develop software to better identify these students. Oh, tracking. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's gonna really going to help the student that's homeless is to track them and put them in a database. Where are you living now? Love it. Under a bridge. How about now? Uh, in an abandoned field <laughs> uh, or an abandoned building? Uh, Grandma's couch. Aunt's couch. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I brought this up the other day is because, and I don't remember her name, but it's a lady out of Marshall, Missouri, and she's probably still on my friend's list or something. Uh, Stacy's listening. Maybe I think she knows the story. Uh, but she had a son um, that uh, 16 or 17 and wound up, uh, uh, and I don't know, this has been a long time I've heard the story, so, but I'm going to tell it anyway to the best I recall. And um, so he had a girlfriend 
and uh, these parents were were fairly strict and and conservative, and you know you're not supposed to be out after a certain hour, and and uh, we need to know where you are at all times, and and you can't you shouldn't be at 16, uh, you know, home alone with your girlfriend or you know whatever the case might be. A lot of these different little rules that I think that's fine. That's what you want to do as a parent. Maybe you should. Well, he didn't like that idea, and neither did the girlfriend. So he started, I guess, crashing at this parent's house or something of this girlfriend. And mom and dad said, no, you can't do this. And, and they I don't know how it all worked out, but they wound up getting the school involved and were talking about how this kid was homeless, and they somehow wrested control of this child from the parents. And uh, it was a very purposeful way of doing it, and... And uh, they use this program and these these because uh, there has been some other funds and I, I don't remember there's a there's even some bill about it and by gosh I just can't remember what it is uh, but uh, so uh, again here's another um, you know program brought to you by the federal government that uh, you know maybe some people at a local level here think that uh, you know it, it's good to help these kids and. It's very possible that it is good to help these kids, but well, not from this level. There's there's a group of people, um, Lake of the Ozarks Idiots Club, and they are uh, a group that raises yes. funds, and they get donations from various businesses. Uh, they go out and buy uh, school supplies, clothes. They've helped kids fix cars. They've done a lot of different things, but it's based off of a group of people who are willing to commit the time and put in the effort necessary to make this happen. There's no government and, funds. And that, that is the way it should be. Every bit of it should be that way because you know the kids you're helping. You, it's a personal thing. You know, you're you're finding this stuff out. It's personal. And you're not having to live by some government edict. I guarantee you there's strings attached to that money. There's ways you have to do things that are in that that that's in that rule that comes with that money. They're not gonna tell you in a news article, but if you go get the details of what's happening and then you go even deeper, <coughs> pull the layers back of the onion, and you have memorandums of understanding between all of these other different agencies. Uh, this is where, you know, agenda twenty one and all these other things come into play. Play. And it's not just that. I'm not saying this is Agenda 21, but it's that same thought process that the federal government is giving you the money to do it, and all of the other agencies are in cahoots with each other about how they carry out their business, and they're going to tell you how you have to do these things. And what's the first thing we hear about? Tracking. Do we really need to track these kids, or do we need to get down there and help them? Well, I guess they say that tracking them is essential in order to help them uh, with things like their education and make sure that, you know, they... They get what they need. Now, the U.S. Department of Education, under the McKinney-Vento Homeless, McKinney uh, Homeless Assistant Act, defines a homeless student as an individual who lacks a fixed, regular, and adequate nighttime residence. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty straight and narrow what that means. Yeah. Huh. Um, when a student is highly mobile and moves around a lot, legally they are considered homeless, said Deirdre Thomas-Murray. Like all of these three name things are coming in here, uh, the homeless uh, homeless coordinator for the St. Louis, Pu St. Louis Public Schools, students in transition office. I uh, I think people assume because students have a roof over their heads, they're not homeless. But we all know that's not true. We have families who are threatened with their utilities being turned off, and we have families right here in St. Louis living without gas or heat. And that's uh, substandard housing. It's inadequate. At least 
20% of students in the SLPS are homeless, Thomas Murray said, noting the uh, percentage only covers known homeless students. So they move around a lot, but um, um, the McKinney-Vento Homeless Act, Assistance Act, requires local education agencies to identify students who may be experiencing homelessness and ensure they have access to the same standards and curriculum as their peers, according, um, according to the person who uh, is, is quoting this, obviously. In Missouri, school districts are required to ask questions of families including about living arrangements, at least yearly, that could identify potentially homeless students. Uh, what, what does that have to do with education? And why is the education department doing this? Well, from what I gather in reading this, they're doing it because, well, in, in this particular instance, they're required by this uh, Homeless Act. Well... And they want to make sure that students who are homeless are getting the same education as a student who isn't homeless. Well, here, here we go again. Is this a function of the federal government? Absolutely not whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's, not a fe- it's not a function of the federal government. I can't find it anywhere in the Constitution. I don't even have it in front of me. I just know it's not in there. So they shouldn't even be doing this stuff. Now, uh, making sure that a homeless child is getting the same education as a non-homeless child well, if you're going to that same school every day, uh, aren't you getting the same education? I, I, I think so. At least you, you, you sure should be. Uh, and, you know, the, the, I'll even go so far as do people want to say, well, do you have the broadband so that you look, you don't have to have broadband to get a good education. And, and that's what I have a little problem with, spending a lot of government money, a lot of people's money, uh, helping private entities put in uh, broadband uh, out in, in rural areas. Uh, because, again, that's not, it's not a right. Broadband is, Wi-Fi is not a right. It's a convenience. Because we're using it in our school systems in a training situation is wrong to begin with. Because you know why? Some people can't afford Wi-Fi. So then you can't take your little laptop home and use it if you live out in the country, or your parents can't afford Wi-Fi, or choose not to have it in the home because they see it as an invasion of their home. Whatever the case might be, uh, we need to have the teaching methods uh, that will fit a broader range of individuals, uh, like books, you know, interesting, interesting things that we used to have, you know, books. They worked really well for, for a long, long time. Going to now, the library. Yeah, 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 library. So what's wrong with, I get I get it, you got to have computers, it's the age. Okay, I was in class and had a computer lab. Imagine that, you know. You went to computer class for a day or, or, or one hour a day for a semester or something of this nature. So, um, again, this is just another overreach of the educational system that uh, shouldn't have anything to do with this whatsoever. I'm not saying that you wouldn't have a local group. I like the fact that, that we have a private group here in Camden County that are helping these kids out. Th- this, my friends, is how it is supposed to be. They Those serve, local groups supposed to do it. And they actually serve about four or five counties. 
Okay, that, that's beautiful. That's yeah. even better, yeah. you know? And think about this. Think if as a business owner, you weren't paying, and this is just a number, don't, it doesn't mean anything. Let's say you weren't paying $20,000 a year of your income and your profit into the federal government uh, as some form of a tax. Let's say you only had to pay 5000 in that year to help with your military. Would you think maybe part of that other 15000 you'd help some local charities? I know for an absolute fact I would, and I bet a whole lot of other people would, and they already do, but how much more would they help locally if they had that 15 grand I'm talking about? It would happen. It would happen because that's who we are as Americans, and that's who we are. Americans are the most charitable people in the world, period, as a whole, and I think Camden County uh, and this area, the lake area, I don't want to exclude Camden County, but this lake area from the time I've lived here, that's all I've heard and noticed is how generous mm-hmm. people are and how many different uh, volunteer organizations and community outreach programs and whatnot we have and how much money is donated in this community. So that's the way things are supposed to happen. Well, we uh, and as a matter of fact, even though we're paying the tax the way we are paying it, sure. people are still helping. Yeah, this, uh, despite the fact that we're being robbed by our own government, we're mm-hmm. still helping. That's exactly right. And again, how much more would we help if we had more in our pockets to do with it as we choose, as we see fit, and as we see honorable to do with, our, uh, with the fruit of the gains of our own industry? It is 929, folks. We are closing in on the bottom of the hour. And, of course, we'll get you some information here. story that I saw pop up uh, that we might uh, have time to discuss on the other side of the break Missouri Supreme Court weighs whether medical marijuana applications can be disclosed because it's uh, it's made a lot of money for the state of Missouri already. But uh, there was a company, and there uh, there's been several of them that uh, were denied licenses to grow medical marijuana in Missouri. They have urged the Supreme Court to compel regulators to provide application info that the health department has argued it's uh, constitutionally obligated to protect using the constitution to uh to uh to 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 their benefit i guess is the best way to put that let's jump in one more time stacy johnson from LakeExpo.com, chris schneider from lake tv you've got news and sports on the team I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, December 29th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. There's a new contender for Camdenton School Board as Jacob Noosh joins the race. Noosh is currently chairman of the Camden County Planning and Zoning Board. In a letter to the editor on Lake Expo, he stressed his background in finance and business as qualifications to help Camdenton schools improve financial oversight and transparency if he was elected. A local advocacy group is hoping to help Missouri voters legalize marijuana for adult use with a 2022 ballot initiative. Legal Missouri 2022 has announced they are building their base of volunteers while ramping up their collection of petition signatures across the state. The proposed constitutional amendment would allow Missourians ages 21 and older to possess, consume, purchase, and cultivate marijuana. A 6% retail sales tax would generate estimated annual state revenues of at least $40 million and additional local government revenues of at least $13 million. 
The Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption Association has reunited a family this holiday season. Three children being placed in foster care and might have been split up had the Foster Care Association not stepped in and found their father in Nevada. After six months of paperwork from the state, the association went above and beyond and paid for the plane ride for the children and shipped their belongings to Nevada. It was a joyous reunion for all involved. Thank you, Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption Association, for all the good you do. Get more Lake of the Ozarks news at lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this New Year's Week Wednesday. We've got some college hoops on the slate tonight. Six and six, Mizzou opens SEC play on the road at 21st rank Kentucky. The Wildcats, good as usual. It'll be a good test for the Mizzou Tigers who have been up and down so far this season. The uh, MSU Bears have been pretty good this year. They are off until tomorrow when they entertain Evangel. High school basketball tournament action. Camdenton Lakers playing in the blue and gold tournament. The Versailles Tigers playing in the Stover tournament. The Osage Indians and Eldon Mustangs off until next Tuesday. Osage will entertain Camdenton. That's right. The Lakers and the Indians going head-to-head. You can see that game on Lake TV. Eldon is off until next Tuesday. That's when they will play Lebanon. As far as the Chiefs go, man, are they some happy folks right now after winning their record six straight division title they crushed Pittsburgh last Sunday probably their best game of the year they're just getting better and better as the season goes along they have wrapped up a playoff spot again they've won the division already and they will finish out the regular season with their next two games on the road this week at Cincinnati that's going to be a tough one and then they close things out at Denver now the uh, Chiefs so far seven Seven and two in day games, four and two at night. They're ten and four on grass, one and zero on turf. Seven and two at home this season, four and two on the road. And remember, their last two games are on the road this season. The uh, the Chiefs have scored 421 points. They've given up 306. That means they've outscored their opponents by 115 points so far this season. College football bowl action continues today. Of course, there has been some cancellations, and uh, the Fenway Bowl is not going to be played. It was supposed to be SMU in Virginia today, but again, they've canceled that uh, due to COVID. Pinstripe Bowl, Maryland against Virginia Tech. 
That's a 115 start. The Cheez-It Bowl, number 19, Clemson against Iowa State. That kicks off at 445. The Alamo Bowl tonight, number 14, Oregon against number 16, Oklahoma. They kick that off at 815. The national semifinals will be played on Friday. Alabama against Cincinnati in one game. Michigan against Georgia in the other game. And the winners of the semifinals supposed to play on January 10th in the national championship game. That could be delayed because of COVID issues, of course. We'll just have to wait and see how all that plays out. Hey, be sure to check out KB on TV. You heard me right. KB's show on Lake TV. What's burning? Lake TV brings you five local Lake Area shows. you got to check them out. You can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hudson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niagara River in Roach, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com. Share your thoughts, ideas, and skills maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. 937, welcome back to The Daily Show as we get ready to uh, get into our final leg for this Wednesday morning. Ike Skelton's our guest. Hey, I wanted to remind you about some things uh, coming up on the shoe today and following The Daily Show. It's a Freedom's Call, Christian and, uh, Christianity and Business, the artichoke heart, the True History Professor Program with Professor Jim Paisley, uh, High School Homeschool, and the Encompassed Purpose. So that is some of the programming that you can look forward to for the rest of the day. We'll repeat it again starting at 4, and then again at midnight right here on 89.3 The Key. Also heard, uh, keyradio.live. You can get the Android app by going to the uh, uh, Google Play Store, as they call it, and uh, just type in, uh, what is it, Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, and you do the exact same thing. If you have an iPhone, go to the App Store, K-E-Y-K, uh, rather Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, and you can download the free app for your iPhone, for your Android. Take us with you wherever you go, and that way you've got uh, all the information uh, that you need and a lot of entertaining programming as well. You know, we've got that uh, Ozark Highlands program, which is uh, uh, basically an hour of music. And it sounds really good. They uh, they kind of vary from the artists that they have on. And they uh, also uh, uh, give a little history uh, f- as far as the musicians, some background. And, again, we're also uh, really encouraging local musicians, and I do mean local musicians, to uh, put something together and get it out there and uh, get it to us, and we'll get it on the key, and life is good all as well. Again, 45 degrees for the afternoon high, a low tonight of 37. We'll have some rain and it will uh, develop, as they're saying, into a steady rain by the afternoon. 
High of 56 tomorrow, 63 on New Year's Eve, 41 on New Year's Day, a low of 7 above with that rain to wintry mix on Saturday. And then Sunday, a high of 27, a low of 19 degrees. So we're bouncing around pretty good. We'll get a good dose of winter this weekend. Prepare accordingly, folks, and that definitely means if you're going to be out uh, doing the party thing on New Year's Eve, uh, stay put. A lot of people, I don't know, do you go out anymore for New Year's Eve? I don't. No? No, I I, I don't. Uh, I, I usually wind up making sure I'm sober and ready to go when I yeah, get the call. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's got to be tough for you, too. I mean, when you want to go out and you and the wife want to go out and have a nice time and enjoy yourselves. Christina, by the way, is her name. <laughs> yeah. I always uh, give Ike trouble. He says, I, I got to call the wife. I said, what's her name? <laughs> Christina. <laughs> and uh, she's a sweetheart, by the way. And and I guess any woman who would be willing to put up with you, much he like my wife. Has yeah. To be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, our wives could start a support group. Um, <laughs> I guarantee you. We, uh, you know, y- you got to be on your game. Uh, it it kind of makes doing what you do a little difficult sometimes because you like to go out and, you know, you yeah, like to have your fun and your sure, free time. Sure, absolutely. And I'm thankful I have an apprentice now that can step in uh, every now and again for me. So that's a great thing. But, yeah, you're right. Otherwise, you know, I, yeah, I've been to several jobs, you know, especially here in the summertime around the lake. And, and I'll pull up to a job at, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, you want a beer? And. Uh, I'd love to, but uh, no, I probably shouldn't. You know, yeah. I gotta gotta stay straight and sober, and and uh, a lot of driving around. So I don't want anything to do with that. So absolutely, you know, sir. But uh, yeah, it, it's you know, but hey, you know, again, it's what I do. I enjoy serving people and uh, helping people out. Man, it's uh, uh, it's a fantastic thing when somebody's either locked out of a house vehicle or they're stranded. You know, and and uh, their vehicle they've lost their keys, dropped them in the lake. And uh, you can come along and, and do a little fiddling around and bada-bing, you know, they're they're on down the road. And uh, they're very grateful that, uh, you know, something tragic happened to them and you could help them out. And, and I feel great about it. I make a decent living at it and I uh, get that joy of helping people too. So I like it. Yeah, he gets to help people and uh, make money in the process. Sure, absolutely. That's a great, uh, that's, yeah. that's a nice one-two punch. There you go, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. 941 is our time. A story I saw here, uh, this is from... The left-leaning, very liberal, Riverfront Times out of St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it talks about, uh, I and you know, growing up, I never really thought about it a whole lot when I'd go pick up a copy of the Riverfront Times because it had a lot of cool information in it, places yeah. to eat, things to do, whatever. But now, you know, when you read the uh, slant as far as the articles are concerned, you, you understand what direction they're going. But And it's pretty obvious. Missouri Supreme Court weighs whether medical marijuana applicants their applications can be disclosed, right? So this company that was denied um, uh, denied licenses to grow medical marijuana in Missouri urged the state Supreme Court last week to compel regulators to provide application info that the health department has argued it's uh, constitutionally obligated to protect. Now, when this all first started happening, right, you had to fill out uh, a, a, a form to get a permit. Right and pay a lot of money to the state, and it was non-refundable. Non-refundable. Got none of it back, regardless of the the status. And so, some people that were here within the the state of Missouri thought there was a little favoritism going on here. That some of these folks that got the permits, well, maybe they uh, you know helped somebody out or 
you know, something along those lines, maybe contributed to their campaign, knew what have somebody. you. Knew somebody. Knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody, yeah. right? Yeah. Who knows? And and so they were just generally upset because they felt like they had the same opportunity as some of these other companies to, uh, you know, grow medical marijuana or dispense medical marijuana. And they got a little bit, uh, as is normally the case, you know, they got a little bit uh, upset about it. At issue is the Department of Health and Senior Services' refusal to turn over applications of successful license holders despite being ordered by lower courts to disclose them. The DHSS has relied on a provision in the constitutional amendment that legalized medical marijuana in Missouri in 2018. Part of the language voters approved stipulates the Department of uh, you know, Health and Senior Services shall maintain the confidentiality of reports or other information obtained from an applicant or licensee uh, containing any individualized data, information, or records related to the licensee or its operation. How convenient. <laughs> and how convenient they were smart enough to come up with that in the first place. And we voted for it and approved it. Yes. Which yes. is therein lies the entire problem with, uh, and I talked about this years ago when, when this happened. And we were, I think we were on a different station and we talked about this. There were, what, four or five different, uh, uh, four or five different uh, applications, or, or, or no, there were three different ballot issues, I think, at the time, wasn't there? One was by the, uh, uh, that attorney down around Springfield, I don't remember his name. Brad Bradshaw. Yep, Brad Bradshaw. Wanted to be yep. the marijuana czar. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And then you have what's passed. And then there was something else that I think was much simpler, uh-huh. although none of them really did change the word marijuana, my friends, and medical, and put in tomatoes or green beans i don't care put it in there what's the difference there's not a great big difference when you get right down to it people are choosing something to consume so the problem with all of this in my opinion yeah how convenient that is in that law why would you do that you would put that in there if you don't want people to know the truth and what's happening so if you would have just had it all open to begin with we wouldn't have this controversy that we're at today. And, and if you would have just simply said, hey, you know what? We're going to decriminalize marijuana in the state of Missouri. Now, you can disagree with whether it should be. We can argue about whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. But liberty tells me that it should be decriminalized. Well, they're doing it, so... But, but, but yeah, but look at all the... Look, at all the, look uh, our good friend... Paul Kurtman, when he was a representative, wanted to have industrial hemp, wanted to make industrial hemp legal in the state of Missouri. You would have no idea how many pages of regulations he had to come up with before anybody would even consider looking at that. Are you serious? To grow a weed, to make rope and clothes and all this other garbage, has to have this pile of regulations just so you can have permission to go do it. And you have to be licensed, and you have to be regulated, and all this other garbage. So, you know, we have, again... It comes back to we have plenty of problems right here in the state of Missouri, mercantilism and shady government things going on. We don't have to look at the federal government. We need to clean up house right here. In his filing with the Missouri Supreme Court, DHSS argued that uh, the Administrative Hearing Commission acted outside of its authority and requested the lower court's decision be reversed in order to uphold the confidentiality outlined in the state's constitution. Now, James Layton, an attorney arguing on behalf of uh, DHSS, said during the December 14th hearing that it, has, uh, uh, re- that it is the right of applicants 
who submitted information for it to be kept confidential and urged the Missouri Supreme Court to vindicate the rights of those who invested their money, personal interest, and confidential information. If that right is to be breached, Layton said, they are entitled to some process before it happens. However, Joshua Hill, an attorney representing the California-based company King's Garden Midwest LLC, who is denied license, uh, licenses by the state, argued that people denied licenses have a right to appeal the state's rejection. The state has chosen winners and losers in the case, Hill said. King's Garden filed two applications for licenses to grow medical marijuana, but was denied by the state for each. In its appeal, the company requested that unredacted, complete copies of approved applications be produced in order to demonstrate its belief that it submitted answers that were similar to successful applicants but received a lower score. We know that to be true in this case because King's Garden has two identical cultivation applications that were submitted to the department, Hill said, later adding those two applications were not scored consistently. We had four points on one question, question number four, for example, and ten points on the other application. So whoever judged these applications, you know, one gave them one score and then one gave them another score on the same question <laughs> with the same answer. Imagine that. Well, you know, when you, you throw these arbitrary things out there, uh, human beings have to make decisions, and a lot of times they're skewed in a lot of different ways. It's just, uh, you know. <laughs> An analysis by the Independent and the uh, Columbia, Missourian previously found that of the 192 dispensary licenses issued by the state, licenses issued by the state, there were several instances where a single entity was connected to more than five dispensary licenses, a violation of Missouri's Constitution. This past legislative session, an effort by state lawmakers to require disclosure of ownership information ran into roadblocks when state regulators suggested they would recommend a gubernatorial uh, gubernatorial veto if it became law. You know, it almost sounds to me as though whoever wrote, and, I, and again, I don't remember, was it back in 17, 2017, that yeah. this passed? I don't, rem- yeah, I don't remember who passed it or who, who wrote that particular ballot initiative, but it almost sounds to me like it was really backed by a bunch of corporate folks that knew that, uh, you know, they had some sort of an inside gig and, and we wanted to lock everybody else out. Why are there only so many, uh, uh, why are there only so many dispensaries allowed? Why are there only so many grow, disp- grow facilities allowed? You either can do it or you can't do it. And if you're going to just go through this government regulation, and again, it's we've talked we've talked about this up at Jefferson City numerous times about picking winners and losers. Government should never be in the position of picking winners and losers like this. But they do it every day. They do it every day. That's exactly right. And in this cons- in this instance, look, if you want to you want to start a grow facility, go invest the money in it. If you fail, you fail. If you make it, you make it. And that's the way capitalism works. That's the way small business works. You uh, throw some venture capital out there, whatever, and and you try, you know, you put your uh, put your hat in the ring, you give it a try, and and you either make it or you don't. And uh, if you don't, maybe you learn something, try it again, and then maybe you make it or whatever. You know, it's just uh, this government involvement just it should never be. We should have never never approved any one of these uh, ballot initiatives, honestly. But uh, you know, here we are, and this is the ugliness that it creates. And and the bad part about it is, you cannot change that very easily. You have to change the constitution now. 
You can't just change a regulation or a legislator get on board and try to change the law. I guess the only thing they can maybe do is direct how uh, HSS promulgates some other rules. I really don't know. Uh, but uh, it's a, I think it's a mess, and uh, uh, it just shouldn't be in, in, in a place that, uh, you know, we're supposed to be free. <laughs> you would think, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it seems like the legislation was drafted <clears throat> or written by someone who uh, knew where this was going to go and end up. You know, they were setting the table well ahead of time. Yes, sir. And making it sound, once again, like, you know, hey, everybody, you know, if you want to grow marijuana in the state of Missouri, that's great. If you want to dispense medical marijuana in the state of Missouri, that's great. Here, across the board, let's get all, and, and I don't know essentially how many applications or, 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 or paperwork was filled out for all these non-refundable permits or yeah. licenses, what have you. But I'm sure the state made a nice chunk of change off of that. And now, just like they were doing, picking winners and losers. And that's what this is all boiled down to. And it's a shame. It really is. Because as you said, you know, why not, if you're going to venture into anything, you were the person taking the risk. So, you know, do what you need to do to make it uh, sink or swim. And how many voters read the, I don't know what, how many pages of, of actual whatever it is went in the Constitution? Not many. No, they read that one little paragraph that is put on the on the, on the uh, voting block, you know, on the, on the ballot. That's all they read. Yeah. Uh, maybe a whole bunch of informed people look into it. I don't know, but and here we are. And Marijuana sounds like a great thing, sure, yeah, yeah. but uh, not for everybody, you know, not for the people that are growing it and dispensing it, unless, yeah. you know. You, unless, you get, unless you're in. Yeah. Evidently. If you're in. Seems like to me. And, and finally, here today, we've got a little time for this one. Researchers and student scientists look to Missouri Lakes for clues about the impact of climate change. Researchers <laughs> and stu- <clears throat> student scientists. Let's get the kids involved and uh, really make sure that we, uh, you know. Got to indoctrinate them young. Sitting in the middle of the Cosmo Bethel Park across from Rockridge High School, uh, Bethel Lake hosts an entire ecosystem that could hold clues about the future of climate change in mid-Missouri. Dun, dun, dun. The high school students collected lake water with a basket and recorded the water and air temperature. Um, we put the water basket deeper into the pond. It gets more algae that way. That, that's nice. No. Yeah, yeah. You mean the algae is at the bottom of the pond instead of on the top? <laughs> Well, that's a good sign. Isn't the it? sampling was part of a project <laughs> with the Lakes of Missouri Volunteer Program. I wonder what kind of government funding they get sure. to predict the effects of climate change on Midwestern reservoirs. These water samples will be tested for nutrients like nitrogen, phosphorus, and chlorophyll, which serve as indicators of potentially harmful uh, algal blooms. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. And that's an indicator of global warming in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Well, we do that. They do that here for this lake. For, for global warming I, purposes? I, I, no, it, <laughs> no, it's I not necessarily. Know. No, it's, it's to, to judge in. in yeah, uh, I can see that could be the health. monitor water quality. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. It shows the healthiness of a lake or we a went out body with, of water. Uh, I, I, that's I've cool. We went out with, with Donna Swall with okay. the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance, and we did that. But we didn't talk a whole lot about climate change. We were more concerned about the quality of the water and what it means to what's living in the water, the fish, the plants. Yeah. Because if you have certain, if you have too much of one thing and not enough of another, right. then it throws everything out of whack. But doesn't our, uh, the fact of how many uh, 
uh, the, the type of fish and the uh, healthiness of those fish and the amount of those fish and other living organisms that we have in our lake kind of prove that our lake is in pretty good shape? Well, I can tell you my experience running a science center and yeah. applying for grants. Yeah. If you mention certain trigger words, you get a higher rating in your application. I'm sure. So, what are some of those words? Uh, climate change, mm-hmm. <laughs> global warming, uh, evolution, all of those things. Sustainable development. Yeah, any, yeah, lots yeah. of things like that. Uh-huh. So the, the people who are writing the grant or applying for the grant... Even the people approving the grant don't necessarily care about that ele- element of it, but you have to include the words. Yeah, just that's to make part it of go. the rating system. Wow, and that's something. Maybe that's what happened so, to those people that were filling out the applications for a license for marijuana to, to yeah, uh, they told to, the truth to grow it or yeah, to dispense it, and they didn't use the right key words. That's yeah, they very need, possible. They didn't need to rate, re- relate it to global warming. And right. then they would have. <laughs> I don't necessarily think it's related to global warming. I, I, I but, but maybe because. You fill out two applications, you give the same answer to the same question, and you get it, and then it's judged differently. Well, you, yeah. have, you have two different reviewers, and the uh, application is pretty subjective. It's, it's not It's, it's not it's arbitrary. It's arbitrary, yeah. absolutely. So, but I, 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 I know what you're saying about the grant. If you would have said, uh, well, we want to we teach creationism and, and uh, blah, blah, and do real science type stuff, you know, because what it, it doesn't, isn't science, the, really the basis of science is really to disprove a theory. Because you come up with a theory. Yeah, but I, I often looked at grants, applying for grants, and somebody like the Rockefeller Foundation will... Uh, have a grant that says, we, we want you to do research to prove that climate change is affecting the lakes in your sure region. They, yeah. So it's kind of a slanted grant. They, oh, they, have a, they have an axe to grind. They have a purpose in mind already. And, and then the scientist comes along and says, well, mm-hmm. I need money, and I could probably prove that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know, they're very, yeah. they're not, uh, scientists are very uh, unpolitical in a sense. They go with the flow. And the way they get money is to apply for grants, and they, they do whatever it takes. But, but therein lies the problem, does it not? Because if your grant, if, if the grant says we're going to see if this water, or if global warming is affecting this lake, so then you take a grant, say, yeah, okay, we're going to see if we can prove that. And then you come along and you say, well, it's really not affecting the lakes. You're not going to get another grant. But you're, you're probably not even going to get going to get that grant because right, yeah, right, exactly. there is a pro forma you have to fill out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but if you come along and say, "Well, you know, it looks like global warming could be uh, oxygenating the gla- and, and water it, a little bit," and it's more. easy to prove that. And we need and <laughs> and we need some more funding so that we can continue our research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Oh my goodness! Uh, and here we go. Final headline: Republicans fear a win by disgraced former Missouri Governor Greitens in primary would gift wrap Senate seat for the Democrats. Uh, if I read this story correctly, um, apparently uh, the uh, we know what happened to Eric Greitens, but that's not what's the interesting part of that whole deal. Is there a Democrat running? Um, yeah, there is. There, oh, okay. there, are, there are a number of them. As a matter oh, of fact, wow. Re- Republicans always fear a win. It doesn't matter the reason. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to go back to. What, what, let me go back to I, what I saw here. And Kimberly Goyf- Gilfoyle, from formerly from Fox News, is his a Trump campaign advisor yes. and the girlfriend of Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, that's what I was. That's the yeah, point I was trying to make there. There you go. Uh-huh. Nine fifty-eight, and 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 I just want to leave a final image in your brains this morning. Uh, it says Missouri man shot neighbor with a crossbow. 
Investigators say a 63-year-old got into a verbal altercation with the victim before using his crossbow to attack him. (laughs) You know, what were you thinking? I mean... Crossbow, man. Never, well, ma- never argue with a guy holding a crossbow. <laughs> crossbow. <laughs> Maybe he had a DWI or two and couldn't have a firearm. So yeah, yeah, it's a crossbow. I got me a got me a crossbow. <laughs> I you got me a crossbow, and I'm not afraid to use it. I th- uh, thank you so much for uh, taking some time to join us today. Thanks for having me. I enjoy it. Happy, have a happy new year. And I guess yes. uh, as this, as more and more people have been saying, we'll see you next year. Absolutely right. See you yeah. next year. Yeah. But but it'll just be a week from today, folks. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll keep him on Key Radio. We'll you know? be on Key Radio. Yeah. You bet. Because it'll be interesting when that first person calls the other place and says, "Where's Ike?" And then you know 